Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the LifePoint Christian Church Podcast. Let's get started. So earlier this year, we announced that Chris was going to be taking a sabbatical this summer, but at the beginning of the year, we didn't really think about planning for COVID. So that plan got postponed. However, the elders still thought it was best for Chris to take some time away this summer. Uh, you would imagine uh, he was a little reluctant to do that, especially in this season, but he submitted to the wisdom and uh, direction that the elders wanted him to go in. And so Chris will be back next week to begin, uh, a, to begin a brand new series. But this morning, we have the privilege of hearing from our very own Ben Guerrero. I'm going to turn it over to Gabby because Gabby, is much more equipped to introduce her dad than I am. Well, good morning today. I'm so excited uh, to introduce to, my, to you my dad, Ben Guerrero. Um, after years and years and years of convincing and begging <laughs> for him to move up here from the Bay Area, um, that, fi- that time has finally arrived, and now he's in a new chapter of ministry. Um, After serving over 33 years in the Bay Area, he pastored, uh, was on staff as a pastor at church there. Uh, My dad was my youth pastor growing up and was my pastor at home. So for those of you who understand my pain, uh, (laughs) you'll get a little chuckle after that. Um, But I'm just really excited and stoked for you guys to hear from my dad. Um, He's really truly been a mentor to me in my whole life and, you know, has really gotten me through a lot of times, um, just kind of when I'm, you know, crying or whatever the case may be. And the first thing he would always say is, okay, let's pray. And then he'd pray with me and then I'd go on, a, go on about my way and then just, you know, was good. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited. All right. You ready, dad? I'm ready. Okay. Take it away. Thank you very much. I thank God for what he's has done in our lives and what he continues to do in our lives. Um, we are a family that loves God. And I was just telling uh, Derek, if you don't have fun doing this, you might as well just stay at home, get another job. Because God has been so good and he is, um, just has done so many great things in our lives and we are so grateful. As a family, uh, it's great to be here. Um, and this morning, uh, if I was to give a title of this, it's just give me Jesus. Um, It's an honor to be with you this morning, uh, to have the opportunity to share what God has put in my heart. And I would like to thank Pastor Chris, the staff, um, all the elders uh, for making Angie and I feel at home. Um, It's it's been a long time coming. um, And actually, this is the first time in almost 40 years that I'm close to a lot of the Guerrero family. And just to let you know, uh, there's a lot of Guerreros out there. So, but you don't have to be worried. We're good people. God has blessed us. Um, Angie, uh, my wife, for 40 years, this is a new chapter, like Gabby was saying, this is a new chapter in our life, we've relocated, but we're expecting the hand of God, we're expecting uh, miracles, we're expecting amazing things to happen with inside of this time that we're spending. I believe God, and I want to thank you, and want to continue to lift God up. When we started this process, Uh, Some two and a half years ago, we would have never thought, we wouldn't have had the wildest dreams of this coming to uh, a halt in our world and in our country. It's been amazing that as you go and you start to think, uh, just the things that have happened in in this time, this short time that we've been here. I know in our lives, I know in your lives, there's probably things that could have happened as you continue to grow and continue to walk in in your story. Your stories, our stories are all different, but I want you to think about it, that those stories that you have that were when you were without Christ some of the different some of the difficult things some of the things that you that happened in your life 
and we didn't have Christ in our lives, then how did we make it? Sometimes you got to scratch your head and you just say, wow. But then the other side is you have to look at your life with Christ. Some of the situations, some of the life situations, some of the things that where you have seen the hand of God moving you in a situation. Some of those situations could have taken you in a whole different place, could have had a devastation with inside your family. But now that you have this amazing relationship with Christ, you can scratch your head and you can say, wow, Christ is the answer. And we must be able to recognize that and to know that. And when we have Christ in our life, we're able to, to, to walk differently. We're able to say different things. We're able to be different. This is going to be a side note. I, I listened to Elder Mark last week, and he was uh, asking people that if you're watching this service for the first time, if you were encouraged by a family member to come and listen, I want to say the same thing. I encourage you to get to know this amazing Jesus. Get to know this Jesus in a way that he'll never disappoint you. And I want you to know that he has a gift for you, and it's free. The gift is free. John 14, 27, and it says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind, peace of heart. And the peace I give you is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. Again, I would urge you, take this gift and be able to walk in the love of God. I want to share a story with you. Um, I have this saying, just give me Jesus. Uh, when we were young and uh, we had our children and um, when I, we had our first daughter, her name is Siobhan, and I remember as uh, the hospital that uh, when she was giving to her and I remember looking at the, looking at the window and I, am, I saw this red face. This is, this is, I don't want to say how old because then I'll tell you how old she is. But this red face and all she was doing was crying. And I said, God, what did we do? God, what did we do? Then along, two years, three years later, we, we had another daughter. Her name is Gabriella, Gabby, Miss Gabby. And I remember um, back in the day when we didn't have uh, child care for our church, for our kids. Our kids had to stay inside of the, the church with us. And I remember sometimes taking her out and I had to use a little persuasion on, on how to sit there and how to be able to, be able to, to, uh, to, to correct her. And I remember walking her out and uh, walking her out the lobby and she would be crying and I would walk in her through and uh, the guys would tell me, oh, Ben, Gabby, man, Gabby. And I would say, hey, I had to, I had to, I had to do this correcting. But I say all this to say, just give me Jesus, because that's all I had. I had the hope of Christ, and I developed a strong foundation in God and a learning foundation, and we stood on that foundation. We learned of God. So this morning, I would like to share with you a living sacrifice to God. You've heard this scripture over and over before. Uh, you've probably even taught on it, some of you. Um, so in Romans, 20, in Romans 12, 1 through 3, a living sacrifice to God. So... Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give you your body to God because for all that he has done for you, let, them, let that be a living sacrifice, a holy sacrifice, the kind that he would find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2, don't copy the behaviors of this world or the customs, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think and, by, and then you will learn to know him, God's will for your life which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of this authority that, I've, that I have, this is Paul speaking, God has given me, I give each of you a warning. Don't think of you as better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given you. 
Paul is writing to the church in Rome and the believers everywhere. And Paul is giving us practical guidelines on how we are supposed to live as a, a, a living sacrifice. But I want to stop right here and I want to share with you just a portion of... So this scripture starts out with, Dear brothers and sisters, the Apostle Paul is reminding that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. That the church has an amazing opportunity to be brothers and sisters to each other. To be brothers and sisters to the community. I believe that this is a time where we need to show the love of God. We need to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to show what God has done in our lives. I believe that the world is looking for it. The world is dying for it. We can be changers of the world. You and you, us as a whole. We can change the world with the love of Jesus Christ. We are to love each other, John 13, 34. And it says, I will give you a new law, that you are to love each other. You must love each other as I love you. The church is an amazing place. It's a place of much love. It's a place where church people love to be with church people. But I believe that the love is in this place, the love that this church has. I believe that this love can blow out the walls. And I believe that as you continue to grow, that you will be a beacon in the light, that there will be a magnet of love that's in this place. And that you will be a, in this community, that you will start to be the love that Elk Grove needs. It's already started. I remember when I was talking to Gabby some years ago that the church was going to a third service. That's love. And all the things that you do for the children, all the things that you have for all the different groups, that's love. And you show that love to the community. The community that doesn't come to church, we need to be that kind of love. We need to surround them with, with, uh, with love and show them that we care. And I'm going to say this, people that don't look like us, because a lot of times we want to just be with people, just with Christians that look, look like us, but God wants us to be open and open to the, to the different people. Romans 12, 1, a living sacrifice. I'm going to repeat that throughout this, throughout this message. I plead with you that you give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. In the writings, Paul is pleading with us that we would give our bodies wholly to him, a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice, not a sad sacrifice, but a living and exciting sacrifice, an ex uh, a sacrifice that, that has something to say. Let's take a look at what he's done for us. In the scripture, we know the scripture, we learn the scripture. I believe that the, you should have scriptures in your back pocket and in your mind that you can give out to anybody anytime you're either talking with them or whatever. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who should ever believe it in him should not perish but have an everlasting life. God has given himself for us as sinners. He's given us a, the, the way that we overshadows anything we could have ever done. I could never have given this love to anybody that he has given to me. It overshadows anything that I could have done. To me, this is a personal. This is personal. I take this and I'm humbled by it. It goes to the core values of who I am as a parent. As a parent, you don't want your children to witness any kind of hurt, any kind of pain. You want them to be able to, to we will take that pain for them. We don't want them to experience nothing in this world that's going to hurt them. That's what Jesus did for us when he hung on the cross. The cross that where he hung for us for, and, and took all of our sins, the sins of the world, and he put them on his back and went to the cross with them. Luke 23, 39, it says, one of, the, one of the criminals hung beside him and scoffed. So you are the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourselves. 
and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal, look what he said. Look what he said to the criminal that just scoffed. He said, do you fear God even when you are to, an, to a sentence to die? We deserve to die. We're criminals. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, this is amazing. Then he said, Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus, Jesus replied, I assure you today that I will remember you in paradise. That's our hope. That verse, the very point, the very point of Jesus' death in forgiving and loving people, being the ultimate sacrifice. You have to sort of scratch your head at that and say, God, that's what you've called us to be. And then he gives us another example of the light of the world. We, are to, we need to be the light of the world. We need to be able to be transparent in what he's done for us. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything that you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the examples of Christ, the love for us, and offer himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. We are to imitate God in everything that he, that he says in the Bible, everything that he, that he talks about, the stories that he talks about. We are to follow his example. We are to look at the sacrifice that Jesus has given us. And then we need to wear the aroma of Jesus Christ. We need to have that fresh, that anointing, that smell. My desire is that as I have that aroma of Christ, that wherever I go, that I have it coming out of my back pockets, that I have it in my shoes, I have it in my socks. So then when I walk and I, I'm in the community and people will see me, they'll say, there's something different about this guy. Where does he go to church at? What does he have that I don't have? And I know that as we do this, that I can serve people better, that I can offer this sacrifice, I can offer myself unto God. And you, will, you are giving yourself to God. This is a truly way to worship God. Be the fragrance. Be the fragrance. Next we come to the behaviors and the customs. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behaviors or the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God, God's will for you, which is good and pleasing to him. The Apostle Paul is very clear in this principle. This principle that he gives to us that we are not to be selfish. We have a selfish world. We only think about ourselves. And the, the, the selfishness plays on every part of this world. Some of us, we are so selfish, we just say it's all about me, what I want, what I say, what I do. And that's not of God. We see selfishness in marriage. When we do marriage counseling and you have two people that come into the office and they sit there and you look at them and you just automatically say, how can I help them? Well, you can only help them because they're so selfish. And some of those Christian couples are in the church where we're selfish. We're selfish with our time. We're selfish with the things that we put our time to, the things that we want to do. It's all about being selfish. But we have to realize that God has designed this world and that we have to look at some of the things that are worldly and they have to be off limits to us as Christians. I thank God for this church uh, when we came here, I thank God for the leadership. I thank God for the staffing. I thank God for the pastors, the host of volunteers, the small groups that you have, the great leadership, uh, the summit that you're getting ready to have. Um, if you need an answer, 
uh, with anything, with life, with who we are in Christ, that you have a great, you're in great hands. If you need care for your life, you have great uh, people around you that will love you and help you to walk through this thing. And as we begin to start this process and we're looking at this process and you start to, start to understand as you go through Rooted, as you start to go to small groups and as you start to get into the leadership aspect, there's something that new that's starting in your life. It's, 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 it's something new is happening. God is doing a new thing in your life. And it makes you different. And you start to look at this new thing and how does this, how does this start to happen? I'm understanding that I've, as I've asked Jesus Christ to come into my life, I'm a different person. I start to think differently. I start to um, uh, not be negative all the time. I start to, uh, my conversations change. The things that I used to do, I don't do anymore. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you this. You start to think differently. And then as you start to think differently, you start to raise your hands and you start to say, thank you, Jesus. Um, and sometimes that thank you, Jesus, gets, becomes a little louder and you just say, thank you, Jesus, a little louder. And before you know it, that relationship that's starting with you, you start to raise one hand. And before you raise one hand, um, now this could be at the church, it could be at your car, it could be uh, as your exercise, whatever it, it could be, this time that you're spending with God. And you raise one hand, and before you raise another hand, and then before you know it, you're putting both hands up, and you just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for giving me hope. Thank you for coming into my life. Let me know. Let me tell you. Let me give you some information. You have become uh, transferred into a new person. You are free. God has set you free. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. But there is also a warning. There is also a warning. Whenever you buy something new, whenever you open up the instructions, there is always a warning at the beginning of the, whatever you purchase, how to take care of it, how to be able to be that, that uh, to make it last a lot longer. There's a warning. Jesus gives us warnings. Romans, th Romans 12, 3. I give you, I give each of you this warning. Don't let, don't think you are better than anyone else. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given you. I'm closing today. I want you to think, don't ever think that we're better than ourselves. Don't ever think that we have, we have arrived, that we're better than the next person sitting next to us or the better in the community that we, we walk within, on the job that I'm better because I have Jesus Christ. We, just, we must remember that if you want to be honest with God, then say, God, I want to be more honest with you. God, I need more faith. That you would say, God, give me more faith. God, give me the things that I need to be able to, to last the race, run the race well, and, and run the race in full, at full speed, and sometimes slowing down. But God, help me to stay in the race. If you need more faith, you ask God, give me more faith. That's why I love to take communion. Because communion, what it does for me, it brings me back. It brings me back to the cross. Because in that passage of scripture, it says, do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. And when I take that, that, that uh, juice, and I realize that he died for all of my sins, all that I bear, all the wrong things that I did, he died for me. And when I take that bread and it's broken for me, and, and I remember that his body was broken for me, Sometimes in that time of taking communion, that when we sit right there, I'm doing a restart. Because sometimes I haven't acted right. I haven't done the right things. And I've asked God, forgive me. Forgive me, God. Let me start over. 
And it's amazing because he lets us start over. He lets us, he doesn't judge us. He just continues to love us. That's the sacrifice that we need to have. That's the sacrifice that we need to be in this place, this world that needs us. They need us. They need you and I. I said it when I was young, and I continue to say it now that I'm old. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Because I know with him that I'll be able to, 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 to raise my family, to be the grandfather that he's called me to, to be the Christian man that he's called me to be, to be the man that this community needs, to, be the, to share the love, to share, to help people, to do those things that God has called us to be. So I say, just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. God, I thank you for this opportunity to share, God. Lord, I thank you because you are such a good God. You loved us unconditionally. God, help us to love other people as we read in the scriptures. Help us to give our lives as a total sacrifice. And then God, help us to heed the warning that we're not better than anybody else, that we are all the same, but that you've put this inside of us to help others. We give you this and we praise you and we thank you. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at lifepoint.org. If you are ever in the Sacramento area, we would love to see you in person. Events and service times can be found on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us for our next episode.